0: These things are already prepared for us. We just have to learn to follow God. He will direct our paths. We obey and follow him. And he will unfold the plan and the things that he has prepared for us. We will walk into those things if we will keep our focus and obedience towards him. He's a great God. And he's not going to let us fail. He is not going to let us down. He is not going to abandon us. I'm a witness. I'm a witness. And I know you have a witness and a testimony too. He has not left you down. That's why you're in here every week because you know how good God is. You know how faithful God is. You know that when there was no way, He made a way out of no way. You know that. And nothing would deter you from coming here on this first day of the year because you celebrate the Lord with all that is within you. You celebrate Him. You know, everything that God does is perfect, it's perfect. He doesn't make any mistakes. That includes the way in which he brings things to pass. We want to dabble in it. We want to step our foot in it. Come on, God, we're going to help you out. God, okay, okay. Well, yes, you're God, but, 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 but. Oh, she's got an issue here, they're thinking, okay. (laughs) I do some days. Pray for me, okay. But we have to let God be God. Amen. Let go. Just let go. Just let go. I guarantee you when you let go, you will see the miraculous in your lives. You will see him do things through you that you never had even imagine in a million years, you couldn't have told me I would be going to South Africa ever in my life. If you knew my background, if you knew where I came from, if you knew the things that I did, if you knew the sin that I wallowed in, you would have never imagined that God would take someone like me, clean her up and send her out to share the gospel. But if he did it for me, he'll do it for you. So don't put limits on daddy. Don't put any limits on daddy. Because daddy has a plan for you. And he's got good things prepared for you. Because he's a faithful God. He's a faithful God. So he knows the appointed time for things. You know, there was appointed time for you to come to this earth and be born through the parents that He chose, and there's an appointed time for you to leave here. And as my grandmama used to say, I love my grandmother. When ch- I mean she, when she was living, she was just a hoot. She say, "Baby, that's one appointment you can't cancel, and one that you can't reschedule." And I'm like, okay, granny. At the time, I really didn't understand what was going on. You know, I digress a little bit, but Pastor Jeremy would say to me, you know, have you taken the time to record or write down the things that your grandmother used to tell you? Because she used to have a whole bunch of crazy things she'd say. Like, she used to say, baby, one monkey don't stop no show, and if he tries, Throw him a banana and keep on pushing, (laughs) you know, things like that, okay. But she was an awesome, awesome woman of God. So we arrive here, we leave here, and in between there's a lot of life to be lived, a lot of life to be lived. And we think of life sometimes or oftentimes in calendar days, months, years, and even seasons. I'm sure you've pulled out the photo album or thrown on a DVD and looked at pictures. Oh yeah, I remember when we went to so-and-so's graduation in the summer of 2009, and oh yeah, that's when so-and-so got married in 2011. That was a beautiful spring. But you know, God looks at time and seasons in a different way, in a different way. And so in Ecclesiastes, he says, God says, for everything there is a season a time for activity under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to harvest, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build up, a time to cry and a time to laugh, a time to grieve and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to turn away, a time to search and a time to quit searching A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be quiet and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. What do people really get for all their hard work? I have seen the burden God has placed on us all, yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart, but even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. So I concluded there is nothing better than to be happy and enjoy ourselves as long as we can. Wow, in spite of what is going on in seasons, we need to be happy in all of them see many of us are we love the seasons when there's a great joy and great things happening you know a time to born be born reminds me of radiant. you know when I come in here honestly I get such joy seeing little Macy and Kara holding hands little sisters just walking and I see you know, little baby Nora, she's growing up. She was, she's coming into her own. Or Brielle, the, the girly girl that's a tomboy too, flipping up her skirt, hey, hey. <laughs> or baby Zoe, she's always, I've never seen baby Zoe cry since the time I have been at Radiant. I'm sure she cries, but she's got such an even temper. You know, and I look at, I look at little Hannah, she's dainty and ladylike. And little baby Jocelyn, she's dainty and ladylike. And then you look at these young men, little young men, Ollie and Ethan. they're growing up so fast. And there's one kid that comes in here, I'm telling you, every week I just roll over. Little Jeremy Fitzgerald when he comes in. He comes in running, and then he slides into home plate. He does. Every week he slides in, and I'm like, sign him up for the Tigers. This boy's gonna be a pro league baseball player, and he's gonna take home every time. Okay? There's such a joy to watch these babies, a time to be born. And then there's the time to love, and we've seen that radiant couples come together loving each other in the covenant of marriage. And we've had the Chung's and the Feltses and the all goods and we've had others get married also. The LaRue's. And I say, thank you, Lord, thank you. But there will be seasons when the laughter turns to tears. There will be seasons when there's tears. And God has appointed all of these seasons. And no matter how crazy you may think I am, God has a purpose even in the tough seasons. He has a purpose even when we're suffering. Because he will bring to pass the things that he wants to bring to pass through the seasons of our lives in his appointed time not ours his appointed time and so yes enjoy the great times but there will be times of persecution times of financial hardship times when we're attacked by sickness but God is faithful through them all and I I need you to know that in 2011 I faced I faced a trial that was pretty significant. I didn't know if I was going to make it through. And that trial had to do with persecution, persecution. I don't know if you've ever been oppressed and persecuted, but I had joined a company in Ann Arbor and I had taken this position with this firm and I was all excited because it was a newly created position. And I was like, yes, God, you're given me an opportunity to come in and do some things and help the organization and reflect you through the work that I do, because I want to do it with excellence to your glory. And three months into that job, I'm telling you, I started getting attacked I started getting, things were coming at me, and I was like, what's going on, God? What's going on? What did I do? What did I do? Because the first thing I do is when something's going wrong is I ask God, show me. Show me. Show me if I am the problem. And I asked God. And then he said, nothing. And the attacks continued. And I found out. I found out that the politics behind this newly created position were horrific. You see the second in command, the COO, the chief operating officer wanted that position to report up through him and he had somebody on the inside already slated for that job. But the executive leadership committee voted him down and HR got the position and I was brought in from the outside, and so his his goal was to show that the executive leadership committee made the wrong decision, and he wanted me to fail. And at his level of being second in command, I'm gonna tell you the attacks were atrocious. And then I said, God, if I did nothing, Then why don't you pour your wrath down on him? (laughs) Pour your wrath down on him. Avenge me. Avenge me. And I didn't get back any answer. Except he said, Pray for this man. Pray for him. And I refused. I'm serious. I'm not praying for this man. He's hurting me. I'm not going to pray for him. A year passes. The attacks are still going on. God says, pray for them. I said, I want to quit. God said, no, you can't quit. You can't quit. I don't want you to quit. And when God says, don't quit and don't walk off, don't do it. Because you don't know what's going on. You can jump from the frying pan into the fire. Don't do it. I don't care how insufferable you think things are, how bad things are. Let God tell you to move out. Don't move out. Don't move out, I learned that lesson in life. But I wouldn't pray. Second year happens, I wouldn't pray. Honestly, all I wanted to do was get off of me. Get, get, just get off of me. I was so angry. My heart started to harden towards this man. I didn't wanna pray for him. At two and a half years, I was broke down. You can call my mom. I was a mess. I was a mess. I didn't even want to go into work. When I would pull into the parking lot, my whole countenance would fall. And I said, Okay, Lord, I'll pray for him. Bless him. (laughs) That was my first prayer for him. Bless him. Okay. But every day, a little bit more. Lord, bless him and his family. Lord bless him and his family and keep him and his family. Lord bless him and his family and keep them and protect them, Father God. Lord, and I would go on prayer walks on my lunch hour. And do you know at 3 years God released me from that situation. He opened up the door so wide and I walked right through it and right out of it. I resigned in No problems, in fact, I got a letter of uh, recommendation from the CEO, and I was glad to be out of there. Glad to be out of there. Now, why do I share this with you? Because seasons are used by God to fulfill his vision for our lives. Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, "'For I know the plans I have for you,' says the Lord, They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. And I'm gonna read it in the message for you. It says, this is God's word on the subject. As soon as Babylon's 70 years are up and not a day before, I'll show up and take care of you as I promised and bring you back home. I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not abandon you. Plans to give you the future you hope for. There are lessons to be learned in each season that we go through. The good ones and the tough ones. There are lessons to be learned. We may not understand what is going on. We may be suffering, but God knows the bigger picture and he's working it out for our good. So if you're suffering right now, I wanna encourage you that God knows your situation and he is not gonna leave you there. But be patient, wait on God, do what he tells you to do when you're going through this suffering period. Be obedient, don't be disobedient like I was. Say yes, God, right away when he instructs you on what to do. You see, God was giving me the answer to my situation. Prayer, prayer, prayer. You cannot fight spiritual battles with carnal weapons. You cannot. You can cry. You can boo-hoo. You can stop. You can kick, get off of me. But you need, we need, we all need to pray. Pray. It's prayer and love, those are our weapons against hatred and persecution. When someone persecutes us, it's hard to love those who hate us. It's hard, but you know what? That season was more about me than it was my oppressor. Because God was trying to do something in me. He had to get me to a place. He was bringing me to Radiant Church. He was bringing me to the mission field in South Africa and Costa Rica and Peru, but how can he get me there when I can't even pray for this guy on the job who's persecuting me? How can I share the gospel of Jesus Christ when I got hate in my heart or dislike in my heart for someone? God says to pray for all, whether they hate you or not. Love your haters and even gave me an up close and personal experience where I had to learn, to learn to love someone who actually was hurting me. But he was being used by spiritual forces to do that. He was being used and I almost fell into that trap. It's not easy. But thank God I finally got a revelation. It took me almost two and a half years. Because I wouldn't be here today, I believe, if I just refused to pray for him. I don't believe I would be here. My window of opportunity, God had it wide open. Now, he can redeem the time, but we delay things and the season that God has when we fight against him. Number two, seasons build endurance and they yield fruit. The natural flesh reaction, it's either fight or flight. Fight or flight when somebody's hurting us. We either want to fight back or we want to flee. And see, the old Celeste, the way I was raised in the neighborhood that I got raised up in, you didn't go out looking for a fight, but you didn't back up from one. You just did not back up. Or she got your tail beat at home and sh- thrown back out in the street, go get them. We never went looking for fights, but we were raised. You stand up for yourself. And so that's the natural reaction. But we cannot do what we feel in the flesh when we're being persecuted. We cannot. Don't run from the trial. Don't run from it. I got blessed beyond words. That man blessed me. I know it sounds crazy, but he blessed me. He drew me closer to God. He showed me that if I'm obedient to God, God will take care of the situation. He showed me that I'm going to have haters for the rest of my life while I live here on the earth, but I still got ministry and a purpose, a God-given purpose inside of me. And I can't let the haters stop what God has planned for me. Y'all can hate on. I'm going with Jesus. Okay? We're going we're gonna to face battles. That's the way it is. But the enemy is defeated. And God will give us everything that we need. We already have it inside of us. We just need to obey him. Seasons are temporary. I'm sure that when Jeremiah prophesied to the Jews who were captive by the Babylonians, that I'm sure 70 years, Lord? We got to be captive for 70 years? That seems like forever. And we got to serve our captors and be obedient and serve them with excellence? Really? Really? Yes. I'm sure when David was running from Saul, I'm sure that it felt like it was forever. I'm sure when Joseph was enslaved and sold into slavery, it must have seemed like eons. And he didn't know that he would be second to Pharaoh. We don't know. All we have to do is be obedient, because God has a great purpose for each and every one of us. In its appointed time, in its appointed season. Hallelujah, Daddy. Hallelujah. You know, I actually believe, I can't prove it, but I believe in my heart, That if I would have prayed for that man in the first year as the Lord had asked me to, I would have been out of that trial quicker. I delayed God's plan for me because I refused to be obedient. Seasons teach us to appreciate life. And I want to take us back to Ecclesiastes. And I want to take us back to Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes 3, 10 and 12. I have seen the burden God has placed on us all, yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart, but even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. So I concluded there is nothing better than to be happy and enjoy ourselves as long as we can. God makes everything beautiful. Sometimes people think that means pretty, shiny. No, it means he makes everything fit together. The way he has it planned and as it is predetermined in his purpose, in his plan for us. He makes it fit together. To us, it's like a puzzle. This is flying at us. That is flying at us. How does this all fit? But he knows and he makes it beautiful in its own time, in his appointed time. So if you're in the fire, don't run out so quickly. Be like Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. Refuse to bow down. And don't run out of the fiery furnace. Stick, because God's got something special for you. And you say, well, I don't feel it. I didn't feel it either in three years of persecution. I wanted to leave that place. Lord, is this what I got to go through? Yeah, sometimes. When my son committed suicide, you would have never thought in a million years that I would be able to come and stand here. I did not believe that I could reach live again I could recover my mouth was shut for many years do I miss my boy always but God did something in me he gave me him he gave me a strength that I would be able to keep going and to live my purpose my God given purpose I don't understand why Reesey my boy took his life I don't I may never understand, but God does. And I trust him. I trust him. I I don't trust you guys, I trust him. When Mike, my husband had a heart attack on the treadmill at Lifetime Fitness in 2009, I was like, oh wow, Lord. First my son and now my husband. Daddy, how much can I take? How much? I love this man. He's a good man of God. That's my road dog. My ride to live partner, not ride to die. We rode to live. But God gave me his strength, and I'm here. I'm here. Count me in, Lord Jesus. Count me in. Cause I got a purpose and I'm gonna live out that purpose according to his appointed time. I made that decision, you make yours. I lay it down at your feet cause I can't do anything, daddy, without you. I just can't, I just can't. And so I wanna leave you with this. Romans 8 and 28 is so true. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. That's how he makes things beautiful. He causes them to work together for the good, for those who love him. And that's us. I want you to rejoice. Rejoice in every season in knowing that God's plan is perfect, and his timing is perfect so that we may be perfect. And I'm gonna leave you with this scripture and I'd like you to meditate on it during the week. I just ask you to. It's James 1 and 2 through 4 and I'm giving it to you through the Amplified. Consider it nothing but joy, my brothers and sisters. Whenever you fall into various trials, be assured that the testing of your faith through experience, produces endurance, leading to spiritual maturity and inner peace, and let endurance have its perfect result and do a thorough work so that you may be perfect and completely developed in your faith, lacking in nothing. So, Father, on this day, we bow our heads And we thank you, Father God. We know this is a new year, but for many here, it's a new season. I pray, Father God, that this word has pierced the hearts of those who have heard it and that it will be hidden in their hearts and that nothing can remove it, Father God. Father God, I pray for those that might be here that don't know you as Lord and Savior, All they have to do is confess with their mouth and believe in their heart that you are Lord and you will fill them with Holy Spirit, Father God, and you will come to be with them as Lord and Savior. Father God, you are so awesome and so beautiful and we love you so much. And we thank you for every day of life, regardless of what the situations may be. And so on this day, Father God, we're not worried about anything. Because we've got you. And when we have you, Father God, we have everything that we need. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.